Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Artifacts. I'm your host, Marissa Dickens, and welcome to season two. Yay! Yes, thank you to everyone who's been listening in, whether it's, you know, all the episodes or just a couple minutes of one. I truly appreciate it. So it's a new year and we're going to have a lot of cool new artists. But what better way to start 2021 with two kick-ass women artists, dancers, self-starters, activists, Maria Blanco and Jariana Baral Torres. Yay! Thanks for coming on. (laughs) Thank you for having us. It's sad they cannot see our little awkward dances going, going on. <laughs> yeah. We all went to Loyola's dance program in Chicago, and I was a freshman, and you two were juniors. And I know I'm speaking for myself, but I feel like a lot of people in my class looked up to you two, and I knew you two were going to do some great stuff after. And you did. You created a dance company, Loud Bodies. But before we talk about and get into the Loud Bodies, if you two could take a moment and introduce yourselves and you know, where did you grow up and what were your early experiences and exposures with dance? I'll let Maria go first. I grew up in um, the Metro Detroit area in a town called Bloomfield Hills and grew up always being like a huge musical theater nerd. And I have a family who like loves musical theater. And I grew up watching like all old school, like musical theater um, with my family. So it was always around me, always um, something that I got a lot of joy from. And pretty early on knew that I wanted to dance and perform professionally, but always thought it was going to be more of a like musical theater acting type deal and was dancing uh, at a studio and was always kind of not very good, a little bit awkward, but with a lot of passion and a lot of heart. (laughs) And I think that's what got me through. As I got older, just started finding that I was really, really interested in like learning all of the above. So got into hip hop and was really influenced by hip hop and dance styles that weren't rooted in like any type of ballet or anything like that. Kind of found my joy from that uh, until I, you know, got to college and started understanding that I I liked contemporary movement and I wanted to, I'm sorry, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, um, but I, I started off with like just this love for and passion for like performing and musical theater and always knew I wanted to do something with that. Um, it's just that as I got older, I found things that in addition to, you know, I wanted to do. But I think I always will have that part of me mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. For me, I so I grew up in Puerto Rico. And my mom says that I always, always, always was moving since I was little, like dancing, just jamming to music all the time. So she signed me up for dance classes like early on. Um, And I remember that from early on, I hated ballet. Um, But my mom told me that (laughs) she literally, I remember this, she told me um, she would sign me up for other styles as long as I stayed taking ballet. Mm. Um, I think she always, my mom loves ballet. So like she always 
I don't know. She always like took me to wash them, like the nutcracker and stuff like that. But I knew it, that wasn't for me. But I think she hoped that that was for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, and since like a very young age, I always was like, I want to dance like Shakira. Like I want to take belly dance classes. I want to take jazz, or I want to take other other types the of dance. Of that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kept taking ballet just so that I could take other classes as well, which ended up helping me in terms of getting into college. And then when I got to college, I did have the foundation, like the technique, which was funny for me to experience because that's what I wanted to get away from. And I wanted to explore all other ways of moving that were the opposite of ballet, but that's all I was getting in college. And all that we were getting praised on for like in college like if you had that good technique then you were a good dancer let me specify if you had good ballet technique technique is not just for ballet mm-hmm. um so if you had um good ballet technique you kind of were like considered a good dancer which i found very frustrating kind of in this narrative that ballet's always <laughs> been the high high bar but yeah and it's never been for me yeah and I left I left Puerto Rico craving that wanting to learn other styles I mean I did took Latin dance like salsa back home um, merengue bachata but like I wanted to learn other styles that weren't very available for me um, back home and yeah it was an interesting (laughs) experience um, coming to Loyola yeah, so then how did you then, both of you, pick Loyola? Was it first choice or was it, oh, okay, I want to be in Chicago and this is my choice? Or talk about that. Why I literally don't know how I got to Loyola. I, all I know, I mean, I'm, I'm very thankful that I went to Loyola. Like it, it definitely made me the artist that I am today. Um, it helped me find my, my activism and my, my passion for social justice and all combining the two. But I, I don't know how I got to Loyola in terms of when I decided I wanted to study dance, I knew nothing about the United States. Like I knew nothing about colleges. I knew nothing about states or cities. Like I didn't know what was a good city to go or a good college to go. I knew nothing. I think I probably went to a few like college fairs back home. Mm-hmm. And any college that said that had a dance program, like I would look and look into. And I know I did apply for a, a, a lot of different colleges and like Loyola was the one who offered the more money. So I was like, even though it was the most expensive. So I like <laughs> didn't think about the fact that I would be end up, you know, taking a lot of student loan um, for it. <clears throat> Joe Biden, <laughs> do your job. Um, but um, um, it was the one who offered more money and that's where I went. Well, my, so both my sisters went to school in Chicago. And so I was always going to Chicago growing up and always loved it a lot. And even when I was younger, saw myself here. But when I was applying for colleges, I had a really superficial idea of what dance was at the time, right? I was, I was only 18, right? 17. So I applied to all these places that like I had no business applying to which is like a shame. It also like goes back to Jar's point of like, I was going to all these auditions for, you know, schools and I had to do these ballet auditions and I was just 
fucking them up. Be, like no other. Just you, Marissa. You you got me. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. It and not being able to get to any other point because. It just, my ballet technique wasn't there. So I applied, I applied for a lot of places and it got to a point where I started getting a little bit nervous. Um, I'm a very like fly by the seat of my pants type of person, but, um, and I always really did believe that like I somehow, some way would find my place in a dance program that was right for me. Like I always just, I, I knew that I just needed to figure it out. Uh, started getting a bit nervous and then like looked one last time because my sister went to Loyola at the time was studying theater and she was like they only have a dance minor and I was like fuck like that sucks but I ended up like looking back on a whim and they had just formed that major within the last few years right so I was like oh my god you know, it's a newer major in Chicago, same school my sister went, like felt right, sent in a video and got in. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm really grateful for Loyola choosing dancers that they saw potential in instead of choosing them because they were at a certain place. I think that's a really wonderful way to carve out a program um, and to see the like improvement that, you know, happened to a lot of my peers and including myself like being at Loyola is magnificent so it's it was I'm really 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 grateful for that for them being like hey this girl needs a lot of work but I can see the potential I can see the passion like that's all I ever wanted people to notice from me is that I just need someone to teach me the right things right I just like I can do it I'm just not getting I'm not in the right place for me. And then I found Loyola and it just ended up being the right place. But yeah, that's, it it just kind of happened. (laughs) So not only dance, but you both majored in sociology, correct? Yeah. 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 That's how we ended up being friends. Not not (laughs) that we wouldn't have, but we took every single class together. So we were like, might as well, right? (laughs) Because I was going to ask, when you first met, were you, were you like, okay, hey, did you click right away? Or was it like a... I think it took us like a year to click actually. Yeah, I I you know, I think we were just kind of in, on our own paths. Freshman year is so weird and like I was like a theater major and like kind of hanging out with those groups. Like it was just freshman year is so odd. We, we always got along, but I think it wasn't oh, yeah. until our second year that we actually started to like hang out together and yeah. started to get to know each other. Thank God we liked each other, right? Wouldn't that have sucked? <laughs> we were with an every class together. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this bitch again. This bitch. <laughs> oh, so, so talk about then uh, taking sociology and how does that influence then your whole, we'll talk about this too with Law Bodies, vision of, you know, societal awareness and social justice and, so how, do, how does that, how did that influence you in school, at least from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, it did, it still does influence us very much. But when I went to Loyola, I knew that I wanted to double major. I knew if I was already spending the money, I might as well, you know, study something else. I'm also an overachiever. We both are. Um, we are also masochists. It's good. Um, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. But... I actually, when I first got to Loyola, I was doing dance and psychology because I I didn't know what sociology was. And then after a few psychology classes, I realized that 
that that was not the part of the human being that um interested me it wasn't like really the biological or like the mental side it was more like the societal like influence on 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 people and how they behave and you know how society can you know influence the way you think or the way you behave or the things that happen to you or the your track in life and different a lot of different things and that's when I I took a sociology class I think by accident just for core like as a core class for Loyola and then I ended up loving it because we took the same teacher I mean I think it was Elise yeah it was Elise yeah Elise best teacher at Loyola best professor I should say at Loyola love her oh my god obsessed (laughs) um but she I, I took her class and I was like, this is it. This is what I am so interested in learning about the human behavior. Like, And I switched from psych to sociology. And then Maria was in the same track. I think she was, she, you were considering, Annette, I'm, you were I'm, considering something else. I was like, considering there was a, a communications major that had just started that was like social justice in community, I don't know. It was something along those lines. I thought it was like anthropology or something like that. I was also thinking about anthropology. I, I knew I wanted to do something along those lines. And same thing, like I just wanted to learn. Like I just, I knew I wanted to have a double major. And I didn't really, I always knew it wasn't going to be like the main thing. I always knew dance was going to be that. But I, but the second that like we took that class and started taking those classes, I realized how much of an asset it could be in terms of like creating and creating work. I also think it helped us immensely like with our writing because we wrote so much for sociology. I mean, like that's Mm -hmm. all you do basically. It's just like- Yeah, it's all research and writing and analyzing. I think with like grants and all of those things that we have to to write emails even, like I feel like it has helped us immensely. Yeah, I think it was just like something that interested us a lot. And then we realized- how much it actually could relate to our our artistic. Yeah. Practice. I mean, when Maria and I choreographed together, everything that we learned in our sociology classes is, is very present in the way that we, you know, we, we always choreograph about social issues or social topics or, you know, anything that might be making us feel something in that particular time. But when we are analyzing what we want to say with the piece and what we or the things that are going to be brought up or whatnot I think like we always without without acknowledging it we go into this like sociological like way of thinking of analyzing just you know the what we want to say about the certain issue and to have that in common just because we took classes together and having the same background really helps us analyze and kind of like present our ideas so it's not only like oh we're talking about race let's just keep it broad it helped us like process it and how we are going to deliver the message like I think like sociology is pretty much present very much there yeah I think it's a really good point of like I haven't thought about that before, Jar, in terms of like, it really, really has helped us be able to better articulate everything that we do and and also like our work. I think because 
we had to articulate that very, very clearly in our research and, and what we were doing in our sociology major, um, whatever that may be. And I think that helps a lot. I think in Chicago, especially, there's just so much to apply for and you're just always having to explain your work and your ideas. And I think that is also been a huge very, very helpful. <laughs> you both um, yeah. have come from different cultural backgrounds, but you both have this dance and sociological combined background together, which I think is yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So after college, you graduate. So tell me the big, this is what we're all here for, da, 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 loud bodies. So how did that, first of all, how did the name come about? And then oh, how did that, <laughs> a really cute story it's like a good it's a good story I think I'll I'll share I'll share how we got there and then you share the story of okay okay I feel like you deserve that Maria is folding laundry right now and it's great yeah I have to I can't I was just telling Marissa I was like I can't just like I gotta be doing something (laughs) so we actually always joked about starting our own company together I think Maria and I both had this like light bulb moment is that what they call it like realization whatever in (laughs) college where we both were very passionate right and we were like going back we saw a lot of dances that were very abstract and had no meaning which we completely, we 100% respect, it is just not our type of art. And we always had a hard time like connecting to them. And we kind of like always bonded about that. And we, we always joked about like starting a company where it was all going to be about social, like aware, like socially aware work. Like we were going to be making bold statements. Like, why are we avoiding the elephant in the room? Why is no one talking about the issues in the world? Why do we want to forget them? Like, like we shouldn't be avoiding them. We should be talking about them. So all of this, cause you know, that passion <laughs> and two young college girls being like, ah. So we always joked about starting a company and I think like we graduated and that summer, this is what we said. We said, we're going to go not separate ways, but we are going to go into our dance career journeys, whatever. And when we are older and have more experience and are wiser, um, we will start that company. (laughs) Um, that's what we said. And I don't think even three months went by. Oh my God. Not even. <laughs> yeah, not even. That we realized how empty we felt without addressing that. Um, so we realized that if we just decided to dance for other companies in Chicago, if we decided to just dance for other people in the city or just do anything else, we were not going to be making art about social justice we weren't gonna be or maybe like now I take it back I feel like not I don't take it back I I am so glad we started Law Bodies and I don't think there's anything like Law Bodies in Chicago but there are companies and there are artists who do create work about social like right socially aware social justice social like activism there is um at the moment we didn't know about them so we were like fuck it like we rather start it now, even if we have like, no idea what we're doing. Have, we have no ties yet to any, like any dance, other dance things that you can just like, yeah. when you have the passion, you have like each other just to 
knock it out. And honestly, like I would tell men, I would tell most people to like, of course, like, I think there's, there's something to be said about like waiting and planning, but I think the best thing I learned at Loyola and learned through loud bodies is to just fucking go for it. And like, just like, yeah. And like figure, and I think we still go by that model through everything we do through loud bodies, like just try it. Mm -hmm. I think that's like the best thing we could have done. Cause sometimes it works. And even if it fails, you learn from it and you're like, okay, moving on next thing. But Mm -hmm. so talk about this name then loud bodies. I love it. Well, we knew, yeah, we, we knew we want, it needed to be a good name. We were like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be half-assed. Like we're going to really think this out. We ended up having this like really awesome trip the summer. It was like August that we had just graduated August of 2018. And Jar had been in LA for a few months, um, dancing. A few weeks. Few, I'm sorry, a few weeks um, dancing. Uh, you did the body traffic intensive. Yeah, I did. And I we did the salt intensive. We did the salt, yeah, the salt intensive. That's what I had come there for. Jar had already been there. And we stayed with my best friend, Jonathan. We had a great time. We danced and, and hung out with my friend, Jonathan, who's just a ham. And we, <laughs> while we were there, we were, that was like when we had just started, like the Loud Bodies Instagram, like we had just started stuff. And no, we, we hadn't started that. We were waiting on the name to start the Instagram. Oh, right. Duh. We were just, we ha- okay, we had just decided we were going to go for it and start But we didn't it. even have anything, right? No, we, we had absolutely nothing. But, <laughs> but we had, uh, we, in LA, we decided that why wait? Let's go for it. Yes. That's what happened. I see, I see. Thank you, Jar. And, <laughs> and I just, and we would, we were with my friend Jonathan and like, like for a lot of the time there, like going back and forth. And he would like come at us with these names, a famous one that we still to this day call Loud Bodies is Toh. Yeah. He said that was our, that was going to be the name who made us famous. Just a Toh, which is T-O with a little accent. Accent. Yeah. (laughs) We went through a lot. And this one night we were with Jonathan and I think someone said something along the lines of like noisy like something along the lines of like loud bodies, but not quite loud. Like bodies. being loud people, like being loud voice, like loud, being loud wow. and like using our voice. I'm like, you know, we, we kept describing what the company was going to be representing to right. Jonathan. Jonathan is a very creative person. Yes. So we were counting on this man to come <laughs> up with our company name and he did. He, he literally did. did. He we, did. we were like sitting in a circle and he was like, loud bodies and we were like that's it like after after like a few after a few days of him just shouting names randomly (laughs) it just clicked um, yeah just randomly no context he like out of nowhere would be like you know like hair and we're like no (laughs) um yeah like after a few days he finally like we were drinking wine and he was like loud bodies and we were like (gasps) Maria and I looked at each other and we were like that is it that's it that's the name of our company Yes, then we started the Instagram. Instagram. (laughs) When you're starting this company, obviously social justice, but what other, I guess, core values would you put with this company? Representation, (laughs) like 100%. I think like Maria and I also got tired of going to dance performances and just seeing the same kind of people dancing and the same styles being represented. 
So not only representation in terms of bodies and uh, in terms of backgrounds and who is on stage, but also the style, the dance styles being like presented. We were so, so tired of seeing exactly the same. And on top of that, I, I always knew I wanted to create a space. And even before I knew Loud Bodies was going to be a thing, I knew as a person that's moving forward in like my dance career that like I wanted to be someone that created a space that was welcoming and made people feel good. And like, I didn't want, because I've, I've had so many experiences as we all have. I think everyone has experienced, if you're a dancer, some sort of experience where you, I would say most dancers, we, <laughs> there's exceptions, but of like people, like just being in a space and just feeling competitiveness and, 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 and tension tension and anxiety Mm -hmm. and, you know, judgment, judgment, who looks the best and who's, who has the best this and that. And I like was just so not about it. And I realized like very early on that I wasn't about it. And like, even after we graduated and loud bodies wasn't really a thing yet. And like jar and I were in auditioning for things like we'd leave. Why did we just do that? Like, it's like, I don't even know, like, I don't, this isn't a space that makes me feel good. Like, why am I doing this to myself? And I knew I didn't want to be that, I didn't want to create that kind of space for other people. And I think that Jar and I both feel that same way, that we just wanted to, like, to create a space that people felt that was fun and, Mm -hmm. like, was judgment-free and was like, who gives a fuck? Be yourself and Mm -hmm. do your damn thing. Um, I think another one, Maria, and this one you actually brought into the mix. And I actually loved that you brought it in. So I adapted it quickly. But something that you brought in was um, making dance accessible to people that don't know dance. Mm. That was like a big one for you. Like you, you just, that was just a part of like who you are. And I like realized it really quickly. And I was like, I really like that. But yeah, like I grew up, you know, I grew up dancing all the time. So like for me, it's like easy to understand. I go to a dance performance and even if it's abstract, I'm like, it doesn't mean it doesn't need to like be anything like I'm here for the experience. Mm-hmm. But there, so many people, if you know, if people don't have any haven't had any access to dance or any experience, either taking classes or just, go, you know, having the chance to see dance being performed. Um, it can be very discouraging for someone yeah. to go to the to to the theater and see a dance piece and not understand or feel like there's something wrong with them. Like, am I supposed to understand this? Or like, am I missing something? Like, I just don't know. And like, not having an enjoyable experience um, just because sometimes we make kind of like dance a little el- like elitist, like kind of yeah. like, only if you study that you will understand or, or you will be able to appreciate it. And I hadn't really understood that until kind of like Maria, I don't know, I don't know if you ever said it, but it was very evident that that was one of your purposes um, to make dance accessible to, to everyone. And I, I loved it. And I was like, it's going to be part of Love Bodies. Well, and I think, thanks, Jar. And I, I think too, like, it's like, well, how are we supposed to get people to love dance and appreciate dance and like the beauty of it, especially like, it's funny if you think of like the root of dance and like where dance comes from, right? Like it's, it is supposed to be for everyone. Like it's supposed social, to be it's a social dance, right? It's a social, it's a social gathering. It's it should be. 
it should be like all of these things. And like, there's also this academic part of dance that I find a lot of joy in, right? Like, you know, learning about dance and, and, and creating discussions around dance and all these things. Um, I think if you want people to love dance and enjoy what you've created, like you gotta make sure they understand what the fuck you're talking about, or, or at least like it would be entertaining by it in some way and I think that is like a really important thing to do if you want to make people listen and like enjoy dance right because there's so many people who just don't don't like seeing dance and I know a lot of those people like I have those people in my life um so you know it's a you know you got to make sure people are but again that that's us that that's our because some people don't you know right and, and, and I, again, respect it. So valid if you don't think dance should be for entertainment. and I mean, or you think that, you know, some part of dance shouldn't be entertainment and should be art and doesn't need to be really understood. That is valid in itself. Right. But again, that's not, that's not what we're focusing on. And that's not a part of Law Bodies. Like Law Bodies, like, stands for making sure that we are saying something with our dance or our pieces our works and that the audience can understand it or the audience can receive it the audience is welcome the audience you know is is part of it and we we keep our ad- audience very much like in our thoughts when we are creating the work like will they understand will they get the message um because at the end of the day for us what's more important is that the message gets across yeah, so talk about then some of your pieces. You really get down to be a woman, Thursday night, I'm fine, you can sleep when you're dead, excerpts of sexual discovery and liberation, and then legalized menstruation. So all of these pieces really put to the forefront certain issues that people don't want to talk about or kind of just ignore, but they're there. For example, um, Thursday night, how did that idea come about? And... Um, <laughs> Well, the idea I'll leave to Maria, but I think like before she explains how that piece came to be, I think Maria and I started by um, exploring things that we have in common, like being a woman and being experiencing harassment and anxiety. So like the pieces we've created um, right now are things that we we both have experienced and we have in common. So yeah, I think like that's how we um, started. But go ahead, because you have a great story for Thursday. Uh, yeah, another great story for the mix. Um, I uh, so basically, right? We experience harassment and catcalling every fucking day of our life, right? It's a horrible like part of being a woman or female identifying yeah. or whatever. You don't have to yeah. identify as a woman to get harassed, but but yeah, yeah. I. I was walking home from actually my first date with my now girlfriend of two years, but I was walking home from our first date and a man started hitting on me. And I, I think I either like gave him the finger or gave him a dirty look or, you know, something. And he said, he was like, well, fine then you Teletubbin looking bitch. And I was, I started laughing. I was like, I can't believe you just said that. I was wearing a pink and yellow outfit, okay? I looked really cute. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe your ass just said that to me. Like, like we're like, you guys are like making fun of me. Like, you just called me a Teletubby. Like, are you kidding me? Like, 
I, whatever. I immediately like called Jariana and was like, yo, we got to make a dance piece about this or something. And it happened on a Thursday night. So we ended up calling it Thursday night. But, and I, that was like our first, like, you know, project as loud bodies. And it was really exciting. And it was also like a time, I think jar where like, we wanted to reach out to people we hadn't worked with before. And like, that's when we met Marcia and D which is like, you know, crazy members. Yeah. Founding <laughs> members of loud bodies. We like to call them who are now like our homies and amazing <laughs> people. Um, but, and artists, we were really excited to like start and start loud bodies. And I think that was something right. We both had in common had just happened with, to me and we were like, let's do it. Um, yeah. And that was a really great starting off point. It was awesome. After that piece. And then you do, I'm fine. Jara, this is more, I think your creative vision for this piece. Yeah. So I'm fine. Half of it is Maria's solo. And then I see it as a duet. Um, and I choreographed it with Maria as the dancer um, in mind. And we both have so much anxiety. And I think actually without our anxiety, Law Bodies wouldn't be here. So like, thank you. Shout out anxiety. Shout out like, you know, um, (laughs) making shit happen. But um, yeah. And I think like when I, when I'm fine was born, we both were in really bad um, places. Oh yeah. I think like, you know, feeling a little lost in terms of like, um, this was after college and, you know, we're, we are very excited about creating our bodies, but have no idea how to go about it. You know, a lot of uncertainty and how are we going to pay our bills and a lot of things of that reality of like leaving college and now we're adults and now we have to figure out life. And, yeah. um, oh my God, we were, we were in really bad space. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus and I and I was like well might as well create a work about it where we can we can release all this tension and energy and we did every every time we performed that work I oh. literally felt like afterwards I felt like I had an actual panic attack and I uh, let it go even watching it because I know you you came to Loyola and we worked on that you oh yeah I remember and even just watching you two perform it there's like there's so much boiling in that piece. And then when it finally is like done, it's like it, you just like release mm-hmm. all that. Like visually, you yeah. can see it. I would it get, my that. muscles would get so, like I, I literally would get muscle like spasms for it. it was very, great. very therapeutic. I like, I kind of, honestly, I miss performing it. I, mm-hmm. I like, even though like it was a bad time, like emotionally, I remember it feeling really, uh, like it felt really freeing. Like it was to perform it, yeah, yeah, to perform it, and also you started that solo in LA, also. Like, there was a lot yeah. of shit happening up in LA when we were there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did start at the um, every day I would come back from the intensive I was taking, which was very ballet based, and I don't know what I why I did that to <laughs> myself. I would get back from that intensive, and I would just again let my anxiety talk, and I kept recording myself and I then watched all of the recordings and created the work but yeah but yeah I'm fine we are we're actually fine now um (laughs) good I'm fine everything's fine (laughs) the next piece was with new dances the previous works we just talked about you're performing in them but now now you're shifting to being the creators and look in you know auditioning the dancers and creating a new work. So how has that transition 
and relation to new dances and having that role yeah. now of creating they not actually performing. loved and not performing that oh my god oh yeah that was um, lit but yeah, yeah. Was like a- <laughs> we actually were like wow we should like take breaks every once in a while this is nice yeah <laughs> new dances was such an awesome experience and it was a really like weird thing because the year before we had both auditioned to be in the new dances pieces um and like dancers as dancers yeah and didn't get in and I remember seeing new dances as this really I just put it on like a it it was very much like something it felt very far away from me like it was like Mm -hmm. I could never be on the other side and then we ended up applying and like actually we're like this is why are we even doing this I think we like almost didn't even turn in there. we almost didn't yeah I remember we almost didn't um apply just not because we didn't want to do it but because we thought we were wasting our time we yeah. thought we weren't gonna get picked but I think I think like Maria I think it was you who was like no like just let's just submit it whatever and we won't ever talk about it ever again. And I was like, okay, sounds good to me. Um, and I think you submitted it because, you know, we had all the material just because we're constantly applying for things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we got accepted. And, oh, well, before New Dances, we did um, Synapse Arts. Yeah. Um, yeah and that was, that was the first time that we got, like, a fellowship, you know, like, got um, selected and got it, money to create work and were given space that was our first experience and we are so thankful like oh my goodness arts, awesome we felt so supported and, and like seen for the first time and like acknowledged as like artists other than the two of us telling ourselves that we were artists all the time like someone yeah. else you know seeing us as artists like that was a great experience and um in that piece we ex- explore like sexuality like female identifying people like um and their their experiences with sexuality and then in in that process we applied for new dances and then got selected and we were like what us like are they are they is like did they get confused like and then <laughs> it was really cool to like kind of transition to even though synapse was a very formal like process as well um but like with uh new dances there's an audition which loud bodies never does right like we don't do auditions we usually reach out to dancers we're interested in working with and so like that was a really new experience for us i'm really thankful for that experience too we met a lot of artists in the city that are now once again, like really good friends of ours and friends that we work with. I mean, Kristen. And artists that we continue to work with. Yeah. I mean, Kristen is being one of Elijah, my, you know, all these like incredible. Simone, yeah. yeah, Simone, oh my gosh. Yeah, like just incredible artists. That was also a really awesome experience. We were just at that time applying for everything. Absolutely everything that you when can we, imagine. When we got that call for new works, they were like, we want to do like a, a second like round interview and we were like, oh my God, I don't even know what this is. I remember we were like searching. Oh, synop- the synapse, yeah. Because yeah. we yeah. had a we were like, which one is it? Because we have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we submitted and we continue to submit for a lot of things. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, more for grants now than, than choreographing, not, not choreographing, but now we were producing our own work, producing our own shows, so now the applications are more for funding yeah like opportunities talk about so legalizing menstruation that's like your your, that's your first curated show yeah Mm -hmm. 
So talk and again, about, we had no idea what we were doing, but we were no there. idea. And you know what? <laughs> I, I will continue to like, like scream this from the mountaintops because I think this is something to be very proud of. We got no support and funding for that. We did that all ourselves wow. because we applied for grants. We applied for so many grants. Okay. I think we applied for like four or five and got mm-hmm. none of them. Yeah. And that's usually the reality of it. And I think we both knew that no matter what, it was going to happen. And it, like, we had to figure it out either way. Once mm-hmm. again, just like doing the damn thing, you do it. It's got to happen. You're like, it has to, we gave it a date. Like it's <laughs> like, <laughs> you printed the so, flyers. It's happening. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had to print the flyers twice, but you know, yeah. So this, you know, you have to deal with lighting and a venue and dancers and concept and choreography. And I know Amy helped with mentoring, which is great. So talk about just from the beginning, because I want to hear to your choreographic process specifically. Yes, we absolutely, we did not know what we signed up for. We thought we knew, but we didn't. In the process, we were like, oh, wow, there's so many details we're missing. And this is just going to be, it's literally like, you know, strap on, like, like, let's go. Like, um, we literally, 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 yeah, figure it out as we go. But I think like we actually had said that we were going to wait another year before we produce our, our next show. Like we always do. And then we were like, but why wait? Right. Like we always do. We were like, let's challenge ourselves. Like we always do. And <laughs> we did challenge ourselves. We love that. We love challenging, um, challenge, challenging ourselves. English is challenging. Um, but then why? Oh, we just wanted to finally um, have the space to do exactly what right. we wanted to do. Not that, you know, the spaces weren't allowing us to be us. But we wanted to just produce our own show so that we could, it could like be completely our voice and not, you know, not us just in the middle of a mix of other voices. Not because we didn't want to share, just because we we needed, like, we felt like we needed just a space where we could just be as loud as we wanted to be. Yeah. And then the the idea, I mean, not the idea, but the topic of that show came um, um, from Maria. Um, you were the one who said, let's create a piece about menstruation. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. Once again, I think it just like a, a lot of our ideas come from stuff that we just feel really passionate about and like have no other way of expressing that passion other than like through dance and like being really loud about it. And like when I realized period poverty was a thing, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just like, I like couldn't, it was, and I, I mean, I remember people even from our show being like, I didn't realize this existed. I was like, I know. So like, I think that like, yeah. you know, I think it like always starts from like a little seed of, and being like, we have to do something. And that's when we were like, let's look at how we can start reaching out to the community and work with organizations that are also doing work outside of just, you know, creating art and being loud about a topic, which is valid and awesome. Right. But how can we actually make a direct impact, which is how we found Chicago period project who we just like reached out to and they answered. (laughs) Yeah. And who, and actually like this collaboration, like, um, was so awesome for us that we now know that from now on we will never create a work without a partnership with a nonprofit 
That's awesome. Yeah. Just because like it's a great way to like give back to the community and like actually like not only bringing awareness but like guiding the audience as of how they can like have direct like action and like organizations they can support and help and whatnot. So yeah, I like feel like we we found that like piece to our puzzle in that in that show. Yeah. yeah. So how did you specifically like choreography then? Talk about how you two work together. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, we're still figuring it out. Yeah, we. <laughs> I mean, I, I think like there's a there's definitely a balance between um, a lot of improv and a lot of just let's see what happened and a lot of um, discussion and dialogue. Like Marie and I talk all the time in terms of like what what's what do we want to say with these pieces and we have to write it down because once you start creating you can you can forget what you were saying with the piece because like you can really like a section but then literally like afterwards be like that section is saying absolutely nothing about what we want to say so like scratch the section like it's not or give it another meaning like you know so we we like have a lot of discussions and we like write down let's narrow down what are the things what are the messages blah 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 so like for example for this for legal administration we had narrowed down that we wanted to talk about the taboo of you know just having periods and not be able to openly talk about it because it's a taboo still for some reason then we wanted to talk about um period poverty and about um, gender. So how a lot of still people say that it's like a woman's issue or like um, they call it feminine hygiene products instead of menstrual product and trying to like make people understand that not everyone who menstruates identifies as a woman. So those were like our main three um, ideas and that's how we shape the entire um, piece. Yeah. And you collaborate with your dancers in the process, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of mix between coming in with choreography, coming in with, you know, tasks, working with them during the the process and and a lot of discussion, like a lot of workshopping and exploring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, like if, if, if you're listening and has, have never seen one of our works, we involve, we incorporate a lot of dialogue and yes. spoken word. So not just dancing and in rehearsal, we give them tasks and ask them to speak, which is sometimes awkward for dancers. Like at first they're like, I've never been asked to actually use my words. So yeah. how do I do this? I sometimes think of like our pieces as more of like a, like a performance piece in in some ways it's not like going to like your average dance show right there's a lot of talking there's a lot of like change of music there's a lot of interaction um there's a lot of that breaking the third wall once again like hey i'm here with you audience like you're not alone in this like we're in this space together and mm-hmm. talk about you're allowed show. to you're allowed to laugh you're allowed right you're to, allowed to laugh you're allowed to to react which I feel like it's uh it's something very weird about dance that like, yeah when you are supposed to like just stay quiet and just like so I think we're so used to seeing dance on stage or so far away in that distance yeah. and the audience is in the dark but when you have a setting especially when you're at the Preston Bradley Center like you, the, yeah. the audience is on level with the dancers and 
there's that connection of like, yes, you guys are coming along with us on this journey that we're performing for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So then how was it with costumes and lighting and music? Did you have people to help? Like, is it you just pulling people that you know, or did you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, costumes always village discount. Shout out to village discount. Love village. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Literally. Which, like, at this point, like, we have such a closet full of stuff at this point. A lot of shopping goes into all of it. But, like, we asked for a lot of help from people. But, like, we did. So we had someone help out with lighting design, a friend of a friend, um, which was super helpful. But then Michael, Jariana's partner, ended up running the sound um, and lights. And he has no experience on background. Michael, yes. (laughs) That's the shit we got to do. Thank you. I just got a cookie. Um, uh, Like that's the shit like loud bodies has to do all the time is like, how can we just like make this happen? And uh, we have like really smart, awesome, supportive, loving people in our life that are willing to help us. Jar always mixes the sound herself. Worst task on earth. She hates it, but so literally so good at it. (laughs) So... Oh, uh, yeah, do it, but I don't enjoy it. Um, yeah, we ask, we we do ask for help, and we had Jordan Kunkel, who she went mm-hmm. to Loyola to, um, with with us as our marketing gal. She was so um, helpful, but of course, because she's a friend and because she's awesome, she did way more than just marketing, just to help us out. Um, so yeah, we did ask for help, but basically to friends, not like. We, not a lot of hiring, we did, no, we did hire a lot of professional people as well. But what I'm saying is we reached out to people that are more friends than someone we don't know who's coming in to like, you know, provide a service because we did, you know, (laughs) we learn as we go. It kind of like, it reminds me, and this is not me like putting, like, this is not a, saying in any way of like loud body's character, like where we are at in professionalism, because I very much believe in everything that we are and think we're amazing. Right. But <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like legalized menstruation kind of reminded me of, of like when you were like younger in your neighborhood and like rounding up the neighborhood kids to like be in your play with you. <laughs> like that's like what it kind of felt like. It was like, we're putting on this show and it's fucking awesome and like we're really passionate about it and we have all these awesome people involved but there's like maybe one or two things that we just need some help with so like come on and help us and like that's and then it ended up being like super successful and like yeah how many products did you end up uh collecting like donating do you remember 2059 wow awesome and people Mm -hmm. came to see this show and sometimes you gotta be a little a little like scrappy to get those people in to make something super we were extra scrappy so extremely but we actually maria and i literally the days of the performances because we were so busy that we were not really paying attention to ticket sales or who was going to be there we (laughs) did not have time (laughs) for Mm -mm. that jordan was like in charge of like taking care of that because we couldn't then both nights we have we had like full house like we were expect I don't know how many people we were expecting but I remember putting out like forties not even like yeah because I'm like who's gonna come yeah we didn't um, anyone was gonna- we ended up having like sixty people each performance uh-huh. That's and we 
I mean, not to like, I'm like, we actually like made all the money that we like invested in the, in the show. We like made it back and made profit for our next show. Mm -hmm. Um, we paid everyone who worked with us. Of course. Um, we are huge believers on that. On artists should not be donating their time. Um, and even though we, we are aware we're not paying what we, wish we were paying mm -hmm. um our artists because they deserve so much more um we still like feel like we we do the all we can to like pay them a decent amount of money mm -hmm. so your upcoming project for 2021 a call for choreographers so talk about this this is exciting yeah well when like the covid hit it hit literally right a week after our show legalized menstruation was done was like when like the lockdown started. Um, so, uh, we kind of took some time off. We were already planning on taking time off, but, and then we kind of, uh, once we started getting back into it, we started really thinking about like what we wanted loud bodies to be. And we realized that like dance company wasn't really the right title. It felt like something more than that. And we, we had this idea to, uh, to, to bring in people to be collaborators with us and, and create a show in which we could have choreographers, right? And I think it was, it, no, I know it was Dariana. Dariana like came to me one day and was like, Maria, I've been thinking about it. And like, our thing is that like, we create work about social issues and we also like collaborate with nonprofit organizations to give back to the community. Like that's our thing. And like, that's what we do and like what no one else is doing. And like, let's keep doing that because it, it's something awesome and something that was successful, but how can we do it in a way that like also brings in other artists, which is like where this choreographer application comes in, but also how can we bring in other artists to bring in their own work, bring in other nonprofit organizations, but then also collaborate alongside them as loud bodies. So like also getting us into the choreographic process and like just creating like an overall, um, like just a, uh, a cool setup for like awesome pieces about social work in which we can like give back directly. Yeah. To the community. I think like it also came from, we love what we do, but we also cannot speak for all the issues that uh, we're passionate about. Yeah. And we want to bring in more voices. We want to bring in more people and from different backgrounds, uh, people that um, might be passionate about other issues or are able to speak about other issues that we don't have the capacity to. You know, now that we know, like, we love this thing of, like, not only creating a work that brings awareness, but pairing with a nonprofit and, like, you know, having impact on the community, how can we bring in then more voices and more, more choreographers to collaborate, you know, within, like, the loud bodies, like, experience and talk about other issues. Like, we should be not just speaking about just one issue a year. There's so many things happening but we're only two people. Um, right. So we decided to bring in more people, um, which means more budget, like a bigger budget and more funding, um, which is what we are figuring out right now. And again, we don't know what we're doing in terms of funding, but we keep, we keep trying, we keep, we keep um, applying. And actually right now we're doing pretty well. Like, yeah. um, if everything continues to go the way it is, like we will, our, our show will be funded and well, um, um, our budget will be met. 
so we're excited, a little nervous because again, we are still new at producing our own shows. And then we decided to like make it even bigger because we love a good challenge, but here we are and we'll <laughs> figure it out. But we're so excited to collaborate with other artists and, and have new voices in the space. Um, and yeah, I, I'm like, we're tired of each other's voices. I'm, <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm not, I'm joking, but we, we love to have actually like something that we, it's very loud bodies is yeah. that no work has just one voice. Like, you know, e- either if it's just Marie and I, but the dancers also like, there's also always multiple um, voices or different styles. Cause Marie and I have very different styles in terms of dancing. So we're excited to have more of that. Yeah. I, I think like, you know, going off of like what Loud Body's mission and like a big part of what we want to create is just like collaboration, like reaching out to more artists, creating communities where people feel good, feel accepted, feel like they can create the work they want to create. We like just decided to start going for it. That choreographic application is out. And uh, as like COVID continues, we'll continue to see how things are, but we're planning on doing an outdoor event in the summer that will hopefully be safe and will be safe but uh you know we'll see how things are going but um that's the plan and you can also donate to loud bodies yes to help you know pay for the dancers and the choreographers you can look at loudbodiesdance.com so before we end this podcast i want to ask some rapid fire questions okay okay yeah i have i'm really bad at this (laughs) <laughs> they're really random so okay oh how would you each describe your own individual movement in three words or less <gasps> each um, individual yeah so like your yeah your just your own movement uh 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 strange um uh tense um and Oh my God. Uh, kitschy, kind of like, you know. Uh, <laughs> and she does finger guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Those are like just the first things that came to my head. I don't think that really honestly describes it, but we'll, whatever. <laughs> I was thinking fluid, adaptable, and sensual. That's great. That, that- feels great for you. Yeah. <laughs> So great about mine, but <laughs> <laughs> you can change it. You want to change it? <laughs> no, these are rapid. Sorry, okay. sorry. Okay, who or what inspires you? Music, music. That literally, mm-hmm. um, literally, the artist Residente came to my head. So <laughs> shout out to my my Puerto Rican artist, uh, favorite Puerto Rican artist. Hey, I was just gonna ask favorite song to dance to right now. Uh, why am I having a feminine <laughs> No, you're good. You're good. I'm just like, why is this so hard right now? Mine is Sana Sana by Nancy Peluso. I have to like open my Spotify. What have I been? I, a color show on YouTube. Have you ever seen it, Marissa? No. Okay, you would love it. You would love it, especially as like a filmy kind of kind of gal. Um, it's called a color show, and they do like um, they have like a whole color scheme for the artists. It's a lot of like underground artists 
but like Billie Eilish is on there and like Doja Cat and they like they're it's fucking awesome but that's where I found this song and this artist um you would really like it I literally don't know what to say um um yeah I literally don't know okay I'll get I'll get back to you but (laughs) I mean I listen to a lot of Bad Bunny I've been listening to Megan Thee Stallion I was gonna say I feel like that's your thing right now like, yeah, like, Megan Thee Stallion, um, Saweetie, um, they're, like, right there right now for <laughs> me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite dancer to watch right now? Oh. Wow. Favorite dancer to watch right now. I know I have favorite dancers that I watch constantly. And now I'm, like, I, I There's too many. Like, I... This is supposed to be rapid. This I'm is so bullshit. I like no. I'm honest. I'm like we're slow. Oh, do you know who? Do you know who? I feel like Jar. We're both really expi- inspired by right now Ooh. is Paris Goebel and like all the You're Fenty right. stuff. You're right. You're we right. we watched the Fenty like Rihanna Paris Goebel like whole dance performance and we were like we need to do a loud bodies fashion show like it's <laughs> like we have to do it yeah i i feel very inspired by what she is doing right now um yeah yeah <laughs> going on that same bow um there's this um really cool artist from Puerto Rico too her name is kendra and i believe she choreographed one of bad bunny's new not new, it came out during the pandemic, but it came out this year. The music video to Yo Perreo Sola by Bad Bunny, I think either either she choreographed or she was in it, but she's super cool um, and trans, and I stand. So, yeah. Favorite? Oh my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of all these answers the second we're done. <laughs> favorite yeah, like, loud bodies moment so far? It doesn't have to be a piece, but like, just your favorite moment you think of. Um, I would say our first year anniversary party was pretty freaking fun. That was like a really awesome celebration of the beginning of Loud Bodies. I think that was, that was a pretty fun night. (laughs) I don't, I don't have a special one. I think I literally like love, this is just a me, but I love when people are like, are you two Loud Bodies? Whenever we're together, um, and they're well, like, "Well, when someone's like, which one is loud and which one is bodies?" and you're like, "Oh, stop it!" <laughs> but I, I love when like they don't know, they don't know our names. They absolutely don't, don't know our names, but they ask, "Are you, are you law bodies?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> I would say like I would also say that like the people that we've become friends with through loud bodies has been awesome. Like, like I'd say like, that is the best part is like, that we have like these people who have our back and that like, whenever we want to throw a party, we'll be there and we'll be the best dancers in the room and we'll be killing it. Like, like I think that kind of joy that has like, that we've introduced to loud bodies through just Mm -hmm. the people that we've worked with has, is also just like awesome. You meet so many people on the way. It's awesome. Yeah. Easiest and hardest part of Loud Bodies? <laughs> Easiest working with the people we work, working with the dancers and artists that we work. Oh my God. Like, I literally wake up so excited to go to rehearsal because, like, that's the best part. It's the best part. 
hardest grant grants. applications. Writing grants. <laughs> Maria and I, I think Maria and I, before we start a new grant, we have a tantrum. Like we have a we have a meltdown. We kind of like cry a little bit and we like have to support each other and be like, it will be okay. And then we start writing it. It's horrible. We hate it. Oh my God. The, the, like all the admin stuff that like you, like there's some admin stuff that I fucking love. Like I love like checking something off a list. Like I love sending an email, but which I know Jar hates, but, but like the grant stuff and like all the application stuff is the worst. It's the worst. Oh my God. So horrible. (laughs) What's, do you have to do for yourself when you're not loud bodies, when you're not dancing or it could be dancing, but what, what else do you have to do for yourself when you're not busy doing everything else? Well, lately I've been enjoying taking pole dance, cl- dance classes. Oh, that's um, really hard with core. It is, it is actually my arms. Okay. I, I literally think I might be developing tendonitis on my elbows. It's great. No! <laughs> it's so much. Uh, it's so painful. Um, but I'm here for a ride. Um, so I've been enjoying that. I love cooking a lot. Why for myself? I know. It's a really hard question. <laughs> I, oh, and I love going through shopping, but I can't do it right now because of COVID. You know, I feel yeah. a little sketchy with people so close to me, but love going to a thrift store. I, reading, I love to read. Um, it's like one of my only thing, only things I do that like doesn't stress me out. <laughs> um, so I, that is something I really like to do and something that I really got, was able to get into more once I graduated, which was awesome. And like, I find no greater joy than, than like improving and freestyling by myself and there being like no deadline, no, like has to look a certain way, like nothing, um, that's also like, uh, something I like to do for myself that can be therapeutic as well. Last question. What do you two like to do together when you're not doing loud bodies? What's something? Nothing. I hate this bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, the first thing that came to mind was, was eating. Eating. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we, <laughs> <laughs> we are always either cooking for each other or trying new places. Yeah. By the way. Uh, we do have to go get those nachos that you sent me today. Yes. Phenomenal. I yeah. think they're only on Tuesdays. So the next Tuesday. Yeah. 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 Um, um, <laughs> yeah eating. A lot of drinking. like, yeah, a lot of drinking wine, a lot of eating. Thrift shopping was like a big thing before COVID. Yeah. Cl- going out. Talking. Oh, going, going out, out and dancing every once in a while, but like just like hanging out. And- well, Jar and I also like talk a lot. Like there's some friends, you know, that like you just like hang with, right? Like you just like, there's like a chill or like Jar and I, when we're together, like talk the entire time. And it's usually like, <laughs> Like talking about like something as simple as like what you ate yesterday versus like, you know, where your life is going in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And like something you discovered about your soul, you know? Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Very much uh, so. It's hard yeah. to, it's hard to think about that because it feels like so much, at, at least right now of, well, everyone's life has been taken away, right? Like those, the norm, the things that you did, but then also like, loud bodies 
takes up a lot of our time. Before COVID, we used to go take classes together. Right. And do things, right. And party together, go clubbing. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, those things don't happen no more. So yeah. right now it's eating and drinking. That's about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, that's outside of meeting for Loud Bodies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Loud Bodies website again, loudbodiesdance.com. You can follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Also, Loud yeah. Bodies Dance. Please donate that you could do like a monthly, like a $5 or like highest 50. It's on their website. Go check it out. Yeah. And if you don't want to be a monthly donor, we also have a one time um, donation option. Um, and everything goes towards paying um, artists. So we not only have choreographers and dancers, but we have graphic designer, um, sound designer. Um, yeah, this year we have a little more of a team. Yeah. Um, but it's also artists that we have to pay and artists that might be struggling right now with COVID and not having jobs. So like, please, please, please support. Um, yeah. Yes. And then you two also teach at Free Movement. We do. Um, Right now, we don't know what's going on in terms of the holidays are coming. Um, But definitely next year. Oh, this is coming next year. Phenomenal. Um, (laughs) We might have more information then. I cannot speak um, for my future self. But we might have more information then in terms of um, classes for law bodies and whatnot. Perfect. Well, thank you two so much for starting off Artifacts, new season two, right? Oh, yes. Thanks again. And, you know, anyone who's listening, keep keep checking in on Loud Bodies. and do a lot of great things. So thank you. Thanks, Martha. Uh, thank you for having us. Thank um, you. Yes. We're flattered. Thank you for highlighting artists. This, it's needed and you're awesome. That is it for our episode with Loud Bodies. Thank you so much for listening in. Please stay tuned for more episodes this year. Peace out.